What's going on with your boy Mixmaster B here live from the MMB Radio Studios for the MMB Radio Podcast where no topic is too big or too small. We talk about them all. And on the phone lines tonight, I have a guest that you can see at Exotica in Edison, New Jersey, 2022. Yes, Exotica. It's right around the corner. It's going to be here before you know it. And you'll be able to see my next guest there doing photos, signing autographs, just being an amazing kick-ass person. So with all that said, I want to welcome her in right now, Ms. Lila Lovely. Lila, how are you? I am great. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here with you. And I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, as I do everybody that comes on. So all of my guests, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us a little bit. And I mentioned that you will be at Exotica. But before we get into all that is Exotica, because I know there's people out there who are diehards that go to Exotica every year. I know people that go to different locations. And then there are other people who are not too mm -hmm. familiar with it. So we're going to get into that. But I want to learn more about you, because... Some people know who you are. Some people don't know who you are. And, uh, you know, I ask all my guests to give us a little bit of a rundown of, like, who you are, where you're from, how you got started into the adult business. For sure. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so I have been in the adult industry for about eight years. Um, most of my diehard Lila Lovely fans are coming from, um, like, the BBW world. So um, I'm known in that, that niche category of the adult entertainment business of being a BBW performer, um, hardcore performer. And um, I've shot for, like, Plumper Pass and Jeff's Models um, with Rodney Moore, some of the, the bigger platforms that to showcase um, plus-size women. Um, but... Over the years, um, I've kind of transitioned. I've lost a little weight. I've al always been in this kind of milfy category, but I've kind of pushed myself all the way into that category, I think. Um, so I'm getting a lot of new fans now because I'm shooting for some bigger companies. So I've shot for Brazzers and Reality Kings in the last six months. So I'm getting a new influx of fans that are just learning about me. So um, it's, yeah, it's been really cool. Now, you mentioned about being a BBW what do you feel as mm -hmm. um, and and milfs and how do you feel about titles? Because uh, there's people out there and they say you know they all have different definitions of what a milf is, and some people are like yeah. they don't care, and some people are like I'm considered a milf and I'm not even you know 30 yet, and then there's other people who right. who are very offended by different uh, titles. So when you got into this, you know obviously doing BBW and then you know being labeled milf, what was your your feelings? Mm -hmm. Were you turned off or turned on or indifferent? To be honest, when I got into this industry, I knew nothing about it. I never even heard the term BBW in my life. So I was really brand new to learning everything. Um, and I never was offended by BBW because it means big, beautiful woman. That's that's how I, I, I took it as. So um, I actually kind of felt more empowered by it versus like, um, you know, humiliated or, you know, anything like that. Um, and as far as the adult industry goes, I mean, it's all pretty much broken down into categories. You really can't get too mad about, you know, some categories. I know some things are a little bit antiquated and we've kind of gone away from some certain titles and um, words that we use as descriptors. Um, and that's cool, but... Yeah, it, that's just a natural progression of things. I'm not offended by um, the titles that I carry currently. 
Now, you mentioned you knew nothing about the business. So what was your mm-hmm. experience and what was your knowledge of you know, the, the the porn business? Like getting into it, not knowing anything. And I mean, obviously, people yeah, know like some I, stuff, but you know, like what what did you know and not know? I really didn't know anything. <laughs> um, I, I mean, we all watch was, porn. I never, so it's not like right, it was. But I never was. I was no. I mean, I knew of porn. Obviously, yeah. um, my ex my ex husband used to watch a lot of porn, but he was always into like um, the barely legal stuff and the like real young thin girls. I'm not that girl, so I I didn't really care to watch it with him. I just never got into porn myself. Was had nothing against it. I just just was never my thing. So, um, I mean, I honestly just answered an ad in, on Craigslist um, that was looking for, like, models wanted, any age, any size. And at that time, <clears throat> I was a massage therapist, and I was looking for some, like, pickup gigs, you know, on Craigslist. And I came across that. I was already, like, post-divorce, kind of sowing my wild oats. Um, I do come from an acting background, so I was just like, huh, let's see what this is all about. And so that was my first experience um, doing anything on film um, as far as like triple X goes. Now, wasn't that nerve wracking? And it, like, I would have so much anxiety answering an ad on Craigslist for modeling work and yeah. then it ended up being, you know, porn. Right, right. I should have been a little <laughs> bit more nervous than I was, like looking back at it. But the couple, actually, it was a husband and a wife. They're in their 30s. They owned a nice home in, um, like, Temecula area. And so, I mean, I was in the suburbs, a nice home, and she just kind of explained to me what they were doing. And they were doing, you know, fat fetish. They were doing BBW fetish clips. And I was like, okay, I don't know anything what that is, but cool. (laughs) Um, I just needed a gig at the moment, but... I did it, and I did, like, a solo, like, a shower scene and just, like, some simple stuff. And they were like, wow, we really think you could do this. And I was like, "Mm, I'm sure you say that to everybody, you know. But that led to other things, and within six months, I was, like, going down to Miami and shooting for score. So it all just happened, like, really fast for me. Because that could turn into some, like, 2020 Dateline special. You know, meeting somebody on Craigslist and not knowing nothing totally. about the business. <laughs> so, I mean, yep. they seemed yep. like they were they were very amateur. I don't, you know, I don't know if that's fair enough to say. You know, obviously they weren't a big name company. Mm-hmm. So, how did you get noticed right. by big name companies? You said you go down to Florida. So, how does one get noticed right. from answering a Craigslist ad to working with some of the elite companies in the business? Yeah. So they recommended that I start shooting for Jeff's Models, which is up in, um, oh, gosh, um, Chatsworth, so up in Porn Valley. And they're like, you know, this guy, he shoots um, BBW girls, and he'll definitely hire you and shoot you. And I was like, okay, you know. So I hit him up, and then I started going up there, like, at least once or twice a month to shoot for them. So then that started to happen, and then he was. Then they were like, "Okay, well now you need to hit up, hit up like Plumper Pass, and hit up Rodney Moore." So it hit both of them up, and then they both booked me, and then 
score, I don't remember if I submitted photos or they sought me out. I can't remember how that worked. But, um, yeah, it just all happened, like, super fast. <laughs> and, then, and I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> no, when you went into it, did you have a certain kind of mindset? Like, what was your... I always intrigued of, like, how people... Like, what they think is going to... What it's going to be like. And then when they get there... You know, what is the surprising factor? Like, what, what what stood out from you that you were like, okay, wow, I was expecting this, whether it be good or bad. Like, um, what stood out for you? I think it was just, like, because it was so, like, indie and, like, small, and it was like, oh, so you're just, like, a couple producing content out of your home. Huh, that's interesting. I've never... Again, I didn't really have anything to go off of. I wasn't like, oh, I'm expecting, like, this big studio and whatever. Um, I didn't really have a lot of expectations. And, obviously, I talked to the woman on the phone with the Craigslist ad, Craigslist ad um, quite a bit, you know, just to kind of get a feel for it and get comfortable. Well, that's Again, refreshing. I was a massage therapist. Yeah, well, yeah. And then, you know, as a massage therapist, you, like, as an independent massage therapist, you do go into people's homes you know, that have hired you off the internet. So you do kind of learn how to do like some sort of like vetting over the phone okay. and then maybe just like let somebody else know, hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to be at this place doing this gig. Just so you know how like to move that, around you where know? you're not putting yourself in. See, again, because yeah. now I'm like, I'm like, the, I'm like the opposite of you. Whereas like, I don't know nothing about that world. So for me, yeah, I'd be this yeah. one to be like naive. I'm like, I'm just walking into some stranger's home and gonna rub them down and then you know what i mean like so i could see like that would <laughs> yeah, be major I mean, anxiety yeah i mean i've had a couple of situations that were not legitimate so there had there has been like some that went a whole different direction but i just got lucky enough where i found one that did put me in the right direction to progress so now getting progressing into the business what were mm -hmm. some of the, uh, I mean, obviously the first time you did it, you're like, okay, wow, like, you know, I just did this. Did you have any kind of regrets yeah. afterwards? Because I hear a lot of horror stories from people that say when they get into it, they're like, mm -hmm. oh, this was, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then when I got there, you know, it was totally different. And then it's like, it's done. Yeah. You know, it's it's out there. Um, Yeah. I mean, I didn't have anything no regrets as far as like, oh, that's not how I expected things to go on set or I was uncomfortable. I never, I don't have any like horror stories um, as far as that goes. Um, I think I was a little bit too naive going into it and just expecting everybody was cool, everybody was nice, and I was just like willing and able. Now, looking back at it, I definitely should have held back more. I should have just been not so available to everybody. I wish I would have protected myself a little bit more. Um, I got excited about it. So then you're telling your friends and telling people that you think that you can trust. And then maybe they don't use that information. They might go around behind your back and, you know, say something else to other people based on what you just gave them. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, did so, any of them have yeah. any kind of, like, a negative reaction to it? Oh, my gosh. Definitely. Definitely. And how did you deal with that? Because, see, that's, that's the anxiety I would have if I was doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's cool to sit back and say, oh, yeah, I want to be a porn star. I want to, you know, have sex sure. with all these hot women and everything. But then afterwards, I mean, at the end of the day, I got a conscience. Like, I, I don't know if that could Oh yeah. let that sit on my conscience yeah. thinking, and like, oh, my God, who's going to see this? 
Yeah, even if you're cool with it, some family members might not be cool with it, and then that's going to affect your relationship with those people. So it can get real complicated. I mean, I've told close friends that I thought, you know, I'm at the bar, we're hanging out, we're, you know, hey, you know, be like, oh my God, you know what I'm doing? Like, and I'll, and they'll be like, wow, that's so cool. And then come to find out they're talking total shit behind your back, you know, and you're like, whoa, that's shitty. Okay, I need to not tell people, you know what I mean? Like what I'm doing. And then I have family members too that have just, you know, not not been cool. Like they say, hustlers so. move in silence. So you have to kind of pick and choose who you're telling yeah. your stuff to. Because like you said, everybody thinks it's 100%. cool at first. And then it's just like, I feel like you have, you give them ammunition. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they're cool until you yeah. piss them off or something happens. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I got this card right here. You know, I'm going to use this against yep. you. Yeah. Um, but it's, and, it's, it's an evil and, way to find out who's friends and not. Yeah, totally. It is. But... You can't just assume everything, everybody's down for what you're up to, you know, just mm-hmm. uh, just because, I mean, I, I think it's fine, but I know not everybody's going to be fine with it, and I can't be, you know, so naive to think that everybody's going to be cool with me shooting hardcore porn and them running across it on the internet, whether they like it or not. So what goals did you have going into this? <laughs> like, I mean, you've been in it for eight years. And you stop and think about yeah. eight years is quite a while in the business. So, I mean, you mentioned that you worked with companies like Brazzers within the last six months and, you know, some other big name uh, establishments. Mm-hmm. So what is, what was the yeah, so end goal? I think, I mean, those were some major goals this year that I hit. Um, I think this whole time me being in this industry, it's just been a big surprise to me because I did get into it so late in the game. I was 35 when I got into this. So, and not really being like knowing much about the industry at all. So it's just been surprising that I've been able to keep going and I keep on like moving up. Um, and, and it's just been really like motivational. <laughs> so um, I think this last like year and a half, I mean, I had I doing some body changes. Like I said, I lost some weight. I had a surgery um, and got the tummy tuck and stuff. And I really wanted to get, to some of those top tier companies. So, you know, working for browsers and Reality Kings was like huge for me. I, I never really expected to see that myself. So that that was big. Um I just want to continue doing that for the next couple of years. Um and then just kind of like sit pretty on my content <laughs> after that. You know what I mean? And <laughs> and that's kinda of gonna be the end game. You know, I might I might get into some back end work and see what I can do behind the scenes, but yeah. I'm just trying to still build that, that library up so that when I do decide to, you know, lean off the camera that I have a huge library to continue to put things out. Now, you went into it not knowing a lot or anything about the business. What is some of the most mm-hmm. important things that you've learned in the last eight years of doing this? Hmm. Um, a lot of people like to talk about community, and there is a community of people in the adult industry, but I think that somebody you know, once told me that like it's not a knitting circle <laughs> where uh, most of the, most of everybody we're all independent. So we all have independent businesses and we all kind of have our own goals. So even though it's going to be a, a 
a group of people all having a goal, we all have different goals. So we might be working, uh, you know, towards different things. So I like for me, for example, I moved to Las Vegas thinking I'm going to have this huge community of porn people, and I didn't. Even though there's a big group that live there, it wasn't like we were barbecuing every other weekend, you know. So I think that's something that people need to be aware of. Um, and um, like I said, it, it well, it's been really great for me. It's It's been awesome. It's given me a lot back in my life. So I have zero regrets. But I do wish that um, I was just a little bit more self-aware going into it to be aware of, like, what other people's perceptions of what I'm doing are going to be. I think I said that correctly. Yeah. Uh, no, one of the things um, – oh, go ahead. Yeah. that um, I'm sure I can think of some other things, but go ahead. No, I was going to ask is what's something that you've seen change over the last eight years? Because, I mean, we are going into Exotica, oh. and we're coming out of a pandemic. Yeah. And I hate talking about the pandemic. Like, I'm so, like – over talking about it yeah. and i mean joe biden's out there saying that the pandemic is over and you know people aren't wearing masks anymore yeah. but then you see i mean i'm a firm believer that there was nasty dirty motherfuckers before covid <laughs> so i didn't need mm -hmm. you know a reminder that you know people are just you know moving like dirty ways but totally. a lot has changed just in the last three years so once you got into business what is yeah. something that you've significantly seen change well only fans Mm -hmm. <laughs> the 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 OnlyFans um, whole thing that coming into play completely changed things, and COVID really changed things because I know people like myself that have been doing this for a while. We all saw a spike in our income um, as soon as like the shutdowns were happening. It was like, oh, everybody's at home and on their computers and watching porn. Okay, cool, got it. <laughs> And then, you, and then you got all these people that were like, "Oh shit! I just lost my job. What can I do? What kind of side hustle can I do?" And then everybody grabbed onto this platform, and it just completely changed how we did things as far as selling content and doing. It just completely shifted everything. So that's that's just been a very interesting ride. And now some people that. You know, some people, I think, had a difficult time, like, dealing with that. And they're like, oh, screw OnlyFans. I don't do that. But I'm like, I I, I don't see how I can't, you know. I'm just, like, giving up. My, I'm just, I mean, I want a piece of that pie, too, you know. So I'm not, it's not my favorite platform, but it's kind of a necessary evil at the, at the time, I believe. Yeah, because I'm hearing a lot of horror stories where people are having bank accounts closed because they, you know, they mm -hmm. do OnlyFans. You know, and then you see, yeah. you hear the good stories and you hear the bad stories. And yeah, OnlyFans yeah. has kind of changed the game. But do you think overall that has, that has changed the game in a positive way for the adult industry? Or does it hurt the, the adult industry? Because I remember the one complaint that a lot of people had back in the day was, you know, once the internet came around, like DVD sales went away. You know, everything was streaming. So right. we're still kind of feeling out this whole OnlyFans thing. And we're seeing an instant, you know... Uh, change in the business and the spectrum of you know the adult business but what is uh do you think it's going to be something that's going to alter the you know adult universe in a way that we are not sure how to predict and what to see coming yeah um i think that i mean there's going to be some negative i mean they have a lot of 
terms of service and, and, and things that you can't do on their site. So that's that's really frustrating. Um, but it's the, do I think it's bad? I, I don't really think it's a bad thing that it happens. You know, it's done a lot of good, and it's really given a lot to creators and giving them the power. So it's really what you do with it. You know, you can, I mean, you can be a multimillionaire, you know, within a year. It's insane with some of these girls, what they're making on there. It's insane. I mean, I do well, but I do not, you know, like you look at the Kazumis and some of these other girls, you're like, holy man, they're making money hand over this foot. How can I say that's a bad thing? You know, it's empowering to women and to be able to take that kind of platform and just like, just harness that that power and that energy and just like <laughs> flourish in it. It's pretty amazing. And you say that, and, and a lot of people are getting paid off this, but it also I feel like it brings an influx of talent. So the, mm-hmm. for me, that's where I was nervous about. It, is just like I, I come from a you know the golden age era of like where you were porn stars. You know, what I mean, there were stars. Yes. There were big names. You yep. heard of big names. And, you know, they yep. were, it was like a big feature. And now yes. anybody who has, hell, basically the internet or yeah. electricity and a webcam can be, yeah. you know, what they a consider star. a porn star, you know? So do you, right. th- like, that well, how do you, irritating. yeah, like, how do you weed out people? Like, obviously you have your own only hands. Like, what are you doing to try to separate mm-hmm. yourself from everybody else? Because I've always said this, and I've said it in the past episodes, is where I feel like, the adult industry has almost become like every other industry where it can be oversaturated, whether you're a singer or you're trying to be, you know, an mm-hmm. athlete or even hell, even with me doing podcasting. It's like everybody's got a podcast now. I'm watching the nightly news at night, just the local news. I think mean, one of the announcers is like, oh, check out my yeah. podcast. And I'm like, like, how do you separate yourself from everybody else out there? Um, I think it's just staying really true to who I am. Um, and people recognize like that I'm I'm very real, um, and they recognize that I I can perform well when the ta- camera is on. Um, I think I don't know I I've been able to really just connect with them, so I just feel like I have this good like vibe and this just good energy going between my fans, and they'll just kind of stay with me no matter what. I do, no matter what size I'm at, you know what I mean? They'll just kind of, like, flow with me. Um, I've been just really lucky in that way. And I, I, I can't say what it is, but, you know, everyone has their, like, X factor or whatever, whatever it is that, that draws people to you. So, yeah, OnlyFans brought in, a, 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 you know, so many people. But it did bring in some, like, you know, some stars, like I mentioned, Kazumi, and now what, like, Kiki the Snack, and, like, there's some there's some people that really have stood out from the crowd. Even though there's a huge crowd now, there's still going to be people that are going to stand out and have that star quality. Now, what are some of the scenes that you enjoy shooting the most? Because we've gotten questions from fans, and I'm trying to grab a couple of them, but the one I keep getting a lot was, what do you enjoy doing the most? Like, what is what gets you excited? Because... I feel like if I'm in the adult industry, like I feel like any job. They, I mean, they always say if you have a job and you know if, if you love what you do, it's you're not working. You never work a day in your life, you know. But yeah. there's got to be times yeah. where you still go to work and you're like, "Fuck, I don't want to do this today." So what what gets you excited when you're like you see something on paper or, or a talent and you're like, "Yes, like today's going to be a good day at work." 
Yeah, it's usually when it's, like, with a group of people that I'm already familiar with. Like, if it's somebody, um, like, for instance, my Brazzers scene, okay? Jovan Jordan was my male co-star. We ha- I don't think we've ever – no, we – no, we've had one scene, one scene together once before. So I've already had a rapport with him. Um, and then, like, a couple of the other people on set, I was already comfortable with them, and I knew them. So when you have, like, it just kind of feels like you're just working with your friends. You know, there's no, like, feeling kind of nervous. Okay, like, all right, well, this camera person already knows me. They know how I move, and they know how to, like, tell me what to do and, um you know, it's just like any kind of work environment. When you get to work with your friends, it's always an easy day, right? Definitely. So, I mean, what are some of the turnoffs? I'm looking at some of these questions. I'm trying to scroll through. And shout out to everybody who's sent me in questions. Like, they've bombarded me with questions. I was getting questions all the way up until oh, today. Good. So nobody knew when we were going to be airing this or when we're going to be talking. And people are still sending in questions. So I'm literally getting questions as I'm talking to you in real time, so, which is really cool. Oh, um, awesome. But what are some Very of the cool. turnoffs that you hate to do? Like things that you're like, oh, not today. Yeah. Um. Let's see. In a scene, I mean, when it's, I guess, <laughs> well, if it's Miami, I don't like to be outside having to do a whole lot of stuff in the sweaty outdoors. And I'm like, oh, my God. See, <laughs> that would be sexy. me because I'd be like, sand in my cooch <laughs> yeah. is not uh not attractive, you know? Yeah, I'm like, oh, gosh. Yeah, that can get a little bit rough. Um, uh, you know, sometimes they just want me to do a lot of, like, writing, and, you know, you're just, like, just trying to keep all your shit together, and you're just in reverse cowgirl and, like, trying to just balance your shit and stay hot and, and make it all look sexy all at the same time. That That can get a little... Do you think a lot about that stuff when you're when you're doing it? Like, like how much? Sometimes, yeah. Like, do you get in your own head sometimes, like thinking about stuff, and it's just like, Mm -hmm. again, Mm -hmm. this is speaking. This is from. Yeah, I mean, this is coming from somebody. Obviously, I've never shot porn, so for me, it's like, I don't know. I would again be. I'd be having a million things going through my head at the same time. Like, how do you? It's different too. Like, because sometimes if you're just shooting content and it's just, like, you and this other person and maybe a camera person or, like, a tripod, well, then it's going to be a lot more relaxed versus if you're on a full set and you've got a whole crew in front of you. (laughs) Now, you you mentioned you like working with your friends, but is there anybody still in the business that you're like, I got to work with this person? Being an outsider from the business, not knowing a lot of the talent, I would think you would have to watch some of this stuff to kind of you know, get familiarized with people. I I do. I do. I mean, (laughs) yeah. I mean, it's usually, it's mostly women that I kind of like to watch. Who's on the bucket list? I mean, I, oh gosh, who's on my bucket list? Um, D Siren. Okay. She's on my bucket list. She's MILF. I love her. I think she's super hot and she's got great energy too. Um, She's a veteran. She knows what she's doing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like to stay in like my wheelhouse of women too. I like to stay with like the blonde, big, busty chicks. Um, if I know my guys like that too, and I, I enjoy it myself. Gosh, I don't really have a major bucket list. It's so funny. <laughs> Who was someone that you've worked um, with just in the eight years that you were like, 
starstruck over? Is there anybody I'm, that like you walked on set and you're like, oh fuck, I'm with this person today? To be honest, no. <laughs> well, um, I guess Shane Diesel. I was a little bit starstruck with him, but again, I didn't really understand like how huge of a deal he was. And I worked with him like very early on in my career. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, I worked with Derek Pierce. I mean, he was he was kind of a big deal. I, I shot for Adult Time and shot with Derek Pierce, and he's he's been in the industry for quite some time. So Derek is shot with almost cool. everybody. <laughs> yeah, I say that I, in a fun joking way. Him. Shout out to Derek. Derek's yeah. cool as shit. He was awesome. I mean, but he was such a cool dude, too, that I didn't really, I don't get starstruck easily either. Like, I, cause I just, I just know that they're all regular people. Everybody's mm -hmm. just a regular person. You just kind of got struck some luck and you, you have this platform now. So, um, yeah, Derek was great. And then, um, who else was I just thinking about? God. And just a little quick, little tidbit, little trivia for mm -hmm. you. I don't have a lot of male talent come on this show. Derek is probably one of the only few male talents that I've had on this show. So right on. that shows you how cool oh, Derek awesome. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. I mean, he is. He's an interesting person. I'm sure to interview. So, what is there? I mean, is there anything you know that you still want to do? You know, because I feel like everybody has like these dreams and goals and people they want to work with. And then like next thing you know, eight years goes by. So what is something you still mm -hmm. want to do or accomplish or someone that you want to work for or work with? Well, um, this is your opportunity to market yourself. Some, yeah, <laughs> I know. I think I'd like to see some um, some like awards in the next few years. I've I've gotten lots of nominations okay. over the years, and I I I love to be nominated. Um, but I would love to see some actual wins. Um, uh, you know, whether it's AVN or XBiz, um, you know, Urban X. I've been nominated with them for a few times too so i'd like to, i'd love to see those kind of come to fruition um so with award season coming up i do kind of am taking that a little bit seriously right now and try to make sure i get those prenoms in and get get my people to vote for me and all that and we would love to see some of these awards wanna... at like a conventions like yeah. exotica you know you gotta you gotta show those mm -hmm. things off aren't you you win them you know it's like yeah. Surprises, you know, yeah. these are this and is accomplishments. It, sure. And, and it just gets your name out there and I just um you know, I, I'd like to be able to when it's all said and done, if, once I walk away from this, I don't want people to forget Lila Lovely. I still want Lila Lovely to be, you know, like a staple. Oh, she was a great BBW performer. She was this. So I you know, I, I wanna like I wanna create my little notch into this industry that's gonna be permanent. Now, one of the great things is, as I mentioned, Exotica is coming up. So before you know it, Exotica will mm -hmm. be here in Edison, New Jersey. And uh, you are going to be attending. And I've been to plenty of Exoticas. And I know a lot of our listeners have, as I mentioned, to start off the podcast. I know people that, that travel to different locations. Like, I'm not that crazy hardcore with it. But for people who have never yeah. been to an Exotica, let everybody know like what to expect if there's a way to explain Ooh. that, because <laughs> I feel like there's so yeah, much there. Um, so it's just, I just tell people it's like a big, like almost like a trade show. You're going to a trade show, but it's all 
sex space, whether it's a booth with a performer, a booth showcasing toys, or like a company that, you know, puts porn out there, like a website or whatever. So that's kind of like the basics of it. Um, I love that is it Friday nights are free ladies um, come in free but mm-hmm. I like that a lot of couples will come through on Friday nights and that can just be like a sexy thing to do with your man or your, your woman and just like walk the show floor kind of giggle and just like be a little bit you know explore look at different toys together look at different like people that you're into and stuff I mean that's a great date night for anybody I think um and yeah, and if you're just like a fan, this if you're a fan and there's one of your favorite performers there, this, I mean that's this is your opportunity. You know, you can meet them in the flesh, you can get a, a photo, you can you know autographs. It's a really cool opportunity to do that, and then you get to learn about more of the industry too. Like, you know, oh, I know, I didn't know about her. You know, there's so many things to explore. And I tell people, I say, Exotica can be so many different things for so many different people. You know, it's like it's mm-hmm. like Comic Con for you know porn. You know, so there's people yeah. out there that get to meet That's their favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get to meet their favorite celebrities. You know, adult stars. And then, like you said, there's it's also very educational. You know, it's a way to kind to rekindle and spark up a, a relationship that you have. You know, if you and, sure. and your partner mm-hmm. are looking to. Open up your horizons of you know what you want to do with your sex life. Yeah. You know there are there's seminars and there's panels and there's Q and A's and it's I mean that's the yep. great thing about it and I feel like you know I'm a big advocate for people who are sex workers. You know I feel like a lot of these people were put into positions that they may have not wanted to be put in. You know it's another mm-hmm. way of uh, making ends meet. You know and mm-hmm. nothing is nothing that that goes on there is illegal you know like it's very it's Correct. a very controlled mm-hmm. atmosphere you know it's again it's comic-con but it's porn. yeah mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of people go there and they get autographs so where will you be at there so people can because i always do the one loop-de-loop around everywhere when i get there i'm like all right yeah. i gotta map this place out because it's never the same setup every year so you kind of have to like find where everybody's at where can people find you right Okay, so this year it'll be pretty easy, or this location, um, Sarah J has invited me to sign at her booth for Wideside, um, and Sarah J has a CBD company, her CBD line, and I will be giving massages using her CBD products. So you can come over to our booth and you can get a massage by me. There you go. And shout out to Sarah J. Sarah yeah. was one of my first ever interviews before i was even doing a podcast like it was just i just want to talk to you and record what we're talking about yeah (laughs) you know so sarah (laughs) has been a a a big advocate and supporter of mixmaster b and mmb radio so it's going to be a fun time there at exotica at her booth because you know she's always so like it's like it's like a reunion when you see her you know so like it's definitely Mm going to be a fun time her and shout out to willie too because willie's always you know, we got to talk the football a lot, but we'll talk about that when we get oh, there. Oh, sure. <laughs> so, but on top of all that, I want everybody to know where they could find you if they're not able to make it to Exotica, because not everybody has the means or ways of getting there, but everybody has ways and means of finding you on the internet. So, where are the proper channels to find you at? Okay. So, first and foremost, I mean, Twitter is where you can really 
see like my teasers and like the nitty gritty, like the good triple X stuff that I'm putting out and see all that stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So that is Lila underscore lovely triple X. Um, and then Instagram is Lila underscore lovely, but it spells a little off. It's L O V E L E Y because I've had to have a few accounts. But if you go to my Twitter under my bio, there's a link tree there and it will bring you to all my pages. But I primarily stay on Instagram, Twitter, and I've been been doing my TikTok thing too. So you can go to TikTok and it's the only Lila Lovely. Well, I always say I can't keep up with all the different apps. There are so many different apps that are out there. And then I mention an app and people are like, you still use that? I'm like, "It's, it's what? MySpace ain't popping no more. Like, what do you mean? Um, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's so many different and no apps. Snapchat. And, yeah, <laughs> there's so many different things out there. Yeah. So I always tell people if you can't find it, use the good old Google machine. Just type it in there, Lila Lovely, and uh, you'll get all kinds of That's great, right. great context and you know ways of contacting her. Yeah. So definitely check Finding that my out. Content. Yes, and you can also get totally. more information again, as I said about the Exotica at Exotica Expo. Dot com. That's ExoticaExpo.com. Edison, New Jersey. Uh, the weekend of, what is that, the 21st or 22nd, 23rd of October. So right before Halloween. So you know I'm going to be out and about there. And you know I'm going to have the Halloween candy with us. And I always ask people at Exotica. That's one of my questions I always ask when I do interviews with people. Like, what is your favorite Halloween candy? Oh, favorite You'll be the I mean, first to answer this. Okay. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. <laughs> Because we always take yeah. a survey every year. We always like tally up who's, who's their favorite. I can't remember who it was that we had, and they were like, candy corn. And I'm like, uh, candy corn? Uh, like, You might as well just uh, eat like a candle. You know what I mean? Like, just buy a box of candles uh, and yeah. just chew on them. You know? and, and, and how are you getting? Who Are, are they giving you a pack? I, you know? Yeah, it's it's... Just, yeah candy, candy corn <laughs> is on a bleh. And I think someone else had sweet right. tarts. Not a big sweet tart fan. Mm, they're yeah. fine, but that's not my favorite. Yeah, yeah. like I need I chocolate, chocolate or something. Yeah, see? Yeah. We're on chocolate. the same wavelength mm-hmm. with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, is there anything else you want the fans to know about before we, we let you get out of here? Well, definitely, if you're on the East Coast, you know, and you can make it to Exotica and you've been thinking about it, now this is your time. Just go do it and you won't regret it. Um, and if you can't, Go find me on the internet. Find me on Twitter. Find me on Instagram. My OnlyFans. Um, yeah, that's what I want. I want to either see you in person or I want to see you online. I couldn't agree anymore with that. You know, I always tell people, it's like, if you're going to go to Exotica, just do it. Just do it. You know, it's a just judge-free it. zone. It really is. Like, believe me. Totally. You know, like, believe me. If you are going there with the mindset that, like, oh, I don't want someone to see me like this, believe me, everybody's thinking like that. And there's other people out there that are, yeah. you know, into more wild and kinky shit. So there's no oh, limits there. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> what you may think no is weird. You. <laughs> what you may think is weird, somebody else is embracing it. So believe me, it's it's totally. Don't let that uh, discourage you from attending. So, well, we appreciate you talking to us. I cannot wait to meet you there at the Sarah J's booth and uh, you know say what's up. And uh, we'll have to bring some uh, peanut butter cups with us. Please. And maybe well, I don't know, maybe we'll get somebody that wants to get like peanut butter cups rubbed on them. I don't know. 
I love hearing. See, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, something. Well, I'll yeah. give you a rubdown for sure. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely. Like I said it's the kind of kind of world where you can just introduce new fetishes to people. You know, so. Yeah. <laughs> You never know. Stranger things have happened there. Yeah, they really have. So, well, we appreciate you again, and we cannot wait to talk to you and see you there at Exotica, exoticaexpo.com. Lila, I appreciate you talking to us, and I can't wait to see you in Edison. Cool. Thank you so much. I'm excited to meet you as well. You are listening to Lila Lovely on MMB Radio with Mixmaster B.